Okay, good morning everyone. We are going to start Megillah's Rus. Um, and um, Bez Hashem, we will see how far we will get. Um, I never started the Megillah so early. I never started the Sunday after Yantif, But in the situation that we're in, so... Um, we're starting uh, immediately. So, before we even begin the Megillah of Rus, so we know that the Minig is to read it on Shavuos, which is why we'll be learning it um, in Hilchus, um, in Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim, Toft Sadi. The, the um, Shulchan Aruch brings this down, Meshem the Abu Jaram, and there's many reasons given why Rus is laid on, on uh, Shavuos. The Magan Avram brings from the Madras the Yalkut Shemaini because Shavuos is Matan Taira and it teaches us Taira was given Taira is given through hardships doesn't come with comfort and so on and so forth and we learn about Rus who had to endure much hardship before and while she was being Mechabal Taira. Um, that's one reason. Other reasons given is David Melech was Nifter on Shavuos, and um, Megillah Rus is coming for the Yichus of David Melech. Um, in fact, the Chida writes that she's Rus is called Rus because she was Mikabel Reish Tough Reish Vav Mitzvus six hundred and six Mitzvus the gematria of her name. Um, because seven mitzvahs b'nei nayach, she was chay when she was a guy. So when she became a Jew, so she was mechuyiv now in another 606 mitzvahs, and together, together they equal 613. That's the Chidah, um, says. It's interesting that I saw, um, the Tert Mima in his Pirish on the, on Megillus Rus, when it brings down the name of Rus, and we'll get to that, either today or next time, Bez Hashem, but he's bothered, actually, why Chazal didn't make this drasha. As we'll see, Chazal made other drashas that why her name was Rus and, and, and how they have to do with her life. So he says, um, why is it that Chazal didn't say a pasha to drasha because from, she added on 606 mitzvahs to her. So he says... Because since women are potter from mitzvah, so therefore you can't really say, even though they're allowed to do it, you can't really say 613 she was makabal, and therefore Chazal didn't want to say this drasha. But interesting shot because, I mean, if that's true, like, you know, every knows no one person who does all 613 anyways. There's men, there's women, there's kings, there's Sanhedrin, there's there's Leviim, Kayanim. So no one really does 613 mitzvahs actively. So 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 to say that because there's some mitzvahs that she's putter, it's not called, she was Makabal 606, I don't know. But that's the Teretz Mima who seems to be bothered why Chazal didn't make this Joshua the Chidah is the one who says actually says that this is why her name... Um, was was Rus. Um, it's the um, Reb Tzvi Pesach Frank um, Zichrayna Levracha brings from the some, another Rav in Yerushalayim Rav uh, Rubin the, the Rav of Yemin Moshe in his days 
that he says that since Malchus Beis David came from Rus, you see from this that Teresh Abapeh is the Iker. Why? Because it says, So Rus really shouldn't be allowed in Kal Hashem. But Chazal came along in Darshind, So only male Mayavim are Aser, not female. And because of that, Malchus Beis David is built from Rus. So on the day that we're Mechabalus HaTair on Shavuos, we have to know that even though there's Teresh HaBiksav, but we need Teresh HaBalpeh to be able to explain it properly. So we dafkalein Rus on the day of Teresh HaBiksav, when we're Mechabal the Teirah on Shavuos, to teach us that Teresh HaBalpeh is necessary for us to truly understand Teresh HaBiksav. And the last reason before we start the Megillah, Maran Rav Shach, Zechrein Levracha, said a very interesting pshat. And he said that much earlier in Sefer Shoftim, it says that the Shoftit Ehud ben Geira, so he brought a present from Kla Yisrael to Egloin Melech Moyav. And um, Ehud came to him and told him that I have a Dvar Hashem to tell you. And when Egloin heard that, he got up from his throne. So uh, after that it says that Ehud killed him, he sent everybody out to the present, he ended up killing him. So Rashi says over there that when he told him, I have a Dvar Hashem to tell you, so he says you have to stand up. And, and Eglon got up. And because of that, that he showed covered to the Dvar Hashem, so he was Zoycha that Rus should come out of should come out of him and eventually come out of him, Malchus uh, based of it. And the Medrash says that um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you stood up from your throne, Lichvaydi, I'm going to give you a grandson who is going to be Yoshev Akisei Hashem. So Rav Shach says, you see an unbelievable thing from here. You see that there's nothing that, there's no action as small as it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't take into Cheshben. What did he do? He stood up from his chair. That's all he did. He stood up from his throne. So we would think, what's the big deal? I mean, Ayo told him, you have to stand up. I'm seeking the Dvar Hashem. But his standing up, which was a covet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all it was, as big a rush as he was, it was a covet HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was Zeichet to have an Enekel, David HaMelech, and Shleimah HaMelech all come from him. They're obviously not Mesiachis to him because the Rus became a Giyaris and not a Yichus, but at the end of the day, physically it came out of Eglon and it's some type of schus for him. So if Shach says we have to learn from here, especially when we're coming to Kabbalah Satira, we have to realize that every action that a person does, you can never make light of it. Every action, there's a Chashivas, as small as is inconsequential as we may think it is, but if we're doing an action l'ruchnius, and especially if it's for a kvayt shamayim, especially if it's for to show some chashivas to tire into the rabbi nishalalim, it's immeasurable how Hakadosh Baruch Hu reckons with such a ma'isa. And I think it's that's bechlal a, a, a very good lesson for every one of us because at the moment it's possible for us to think a lot of our ruchnius is now not done b'tzibur and it's done b'yachid and we think to ourselves what it is already davin b'yachidus I don't have a kadusha I say a bimkaim for kadusha a bimkaim for kaddish my learning is not the same so on and so forth and we say <laughs> so what's the big deal maybe so what do I need to do the whole thing for or why do I have to be mechazik in it and you see from here there's no such thing you could have the biggest rasha 
or a big Russia egg line, and he does stands up Shemayim, he has immeasurable schar from it. And Mamela, that should be a chizuk for each and every one of us as well. Okay, so let's start now the Megillah Megillah Rus. So the Megillah begins, And it was in the days that the judges were judging, which was, says Rashi, this is before Shal HaMelech, and the Shoftim were the ones who were running Kla Yisrael. And this was in the days of Ebzon. Ebzon Chazal say is Bayaz. Ebzon is one of the Shoftim. And it was in his days, and there was a Rav in the land. So now, before we even go any further, before we go even any further in the Pasuk, so we, we have a cloud, the Gemara Megillah tells us, that whenever it says, Vayihi bimei, is a Lashon of Tsar. Whenever it says, first the Gemara says, maybe Vayihi is a Lashon of Tsar. Then the Gemara shlugs it up. Even though, even though there's many Mepharshim, Alpirish Apshat, throughout Tanakh, whenever it says, Vayihi, they say, the Midrashim do say it's a Lashon Tsar, not like the Maskan of the Gemara Megillah, who says, only Vayihi bimei is a Lashon of Tsar. And there's a there's a very cute vart that they explain why Vayihi is a lashon of tsar and Vahaya is a lashon of simcha, because Vayihi is made up of the word Yehi. Yehi means it should be in the future, and the vav is mahapech. It turns the tense from future to past. Vayihi and it was. So Yehi is future. Vayihi is 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 and it was. Um, by Vahaya, it's the exact opposite. Haya is past tense. Vihaya turns, the Vav turns from past to future, and it will be. So they say that Vayihi is a Lashon Tsar, because the Yehi, whatever is happening in the future, Vayihi, you wish it was already in the past, because bad things, you want them behind you already. So when you take Yehi, the future, and you turn into Vayihi, into the past, that shows you want it to already be finished. But Vahaya is the opposite. Good things you want to continue. You want it to continue to the future. Even things from the past, if they're good, you want them to continue. So the Haya, which was past, becomes Vihaya. The future, you wanted it to continue, so that's how it's a Lashon of Simcha. That's Vayihi and Vahaya. But the Gemara in Megillah, like I said, says it's Vayihi Bimei. So the Teretzmima says like this. He says, why is it that Vayihi May is a Lashon of Tsar? He says, because L'chaira, if you think about it, if you want to talk about when something happened, so you're talking about the people, the players, the characters in the story. So you can't uh, set the time by those people. Those people are the story. You have to set the time by some type of date. So it should say, Vayihi, and it was in whatever year, let's say, some Mimitzrayim, I don't know, 200 years, let's say, I don't know what the years are here, I'm just making it up. 200 years, let's say, some Mimitzrayim, the following story happened. Why would you ever say, Vayihi, Bimei, it was in these people's days? What do you mean, these people's days? That's how you're setting the stage of the time of when it happened? These are the players, these are the characters in that story. You can't make them the time the timeline. So he says, L'chairi says, you should have been Miyachas Hama'ira, the story should go by years. 
So he says like this, no, because since man because since we're talking about there was a time of tzara, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't bring bad things. People cause bad things to happen. If there's bad things happening in Klai Yisrael, it's because of the actions of Klai Yisrael. It's because of the actions of people. So therefore, you want to know why this is happening and when this is happening? It's happening in these people's days. They are the ones who are the cause of it. Therefore, this man is attributed to the people who are the ones who caused it to happen. So here also, the same thing, Vayihi Rav Ba'aretz. Why was there a Rav? Because it was Vayihi Bimei. That's why Vayihi Bimei says, Tzaretzmim was a Lashon of Tsar. The very fact that we're showing the time lim- the time of when something happened by the people, the characters who are in the story, is a Raya, they're the cause for it. So it happened because of them. So Vayihi Bimei is a Lashon of Tsar, the fact that we're saying it's in certain people's days. So that's Vayihi Bimei Shvait HaShoftim is a Lashon of Tsar, Vayihi Rav Baretz. Now Chazal Taka tell us, Chazal Taka tell us, what does it mean, Vayihi Bimei Shvait HaShoftim, when the judges were judging, you should say, Vayihi Bimei Shvait HaShoftim. So the Gemara Baba Basra and Tezbaba Medbeis tells us, this was a Dar Shashoftim as Shoftim. This was a generation that judged its judges. What does that mean? So the Gemara says, if a judge would tell a person, Tol take a little toothpick out from between your teeth, meaning you're doing some type of small Avera, go fix it. So they would answer back to the judge, Tol I'm doing a small Avera. You know what you're doing? You have a big beam in between your eyes. Rashi says over there, So we're not talking about what we referred to before as the Shaiftim of Bayaz, Evson, the Shaiftim that we refer to in Navi, the leaders of Klai Yisrael. The Gemara is referring to the smaller leaders of Klai Yisrael, the people running the show, the judges in each city, the judges who were running things, they were Mukulkalim, says Rashi, they were corrupt. And someone who was being judged had a way, had a way, an opening to rebuke the one who was rebuking him. And he would tell him, you're doing a small Avera, you're doing a much bigger Avera. So this is a dar that's Shvait HaShoftim. The Medrash says, Woe is to such a generation. Woe is to such a generation that the judges are being judged by the people. And what was to the generation that its judges need to be judged? So we see over here that the fact that the shayftim themselves were mekulkalim is shows how spiritually corrupt Kla Yisrael was at that time. The Ruchnius, the Matziv HaRuchni in Klai Yisrael was so low that the Shoftim themselves were Mekulkalim. So when you have the Ruchnius, especially in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, when we've talked about this in other Shiurim, where the Ashkoch Hashem is so obvious and so clear, the Ashkoch Hashem, if we do the Ratzon of Hashem, there's good things. If we don't do, there's bad things. And we mentioned 
In the Haggadah Shiurim, B'Shem the Nitziv, you could have two fields next to each other. One field, he keeps the mitzvahs, he has a good crop. The adjoining field, everything's the same, but he didn't keep the mitzvahs, and he has a bad crop. Hashkachas Hashem is clear. So, when the Ruchnius and Kla Yisrael is so low, you know what the Gashmius is going to be? There's going to be a Rav. They go hand in hand. It's not a coincidence that there was a Rav Ba'aretz. The Rav was a result of Kla Yisrael's Madrega at the time, like the Ramban tells us, the end of Parsha's boy. A person has no chelik in Teres Moshe till he believes everything that happens to us is nice. There's no teva, there's no minhagah shal oilam. If we do the mitzvahs, we're matzliach. If not, so that's what's happening here. You want to know why there's a Rav Baaretz? Because we're in a generation of Shveit HaShayftim. We're a generation of Shveit HaShayftim. Which is like the Teretz Mima is also telling us. Who caused the Rav Baaretz? It's the people, the Shveit HaShayftim. They caused the Rav Baaretz. The Nitziv in Parshas told us, when it says over there, that there was a Rav in the days of Yitzchak Avinu, it says, um, um, it says, like there was Bimei Avram Aviv. There was a Rav in his days, like there was a Rav in the days of Avram, his father. So the Nitziv says, why do you need to tell me there was a famine in Yitzchak's days, like there was a famine in Avram's days? A famine's a famine. So he says, no. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't stop bring famines. If Kla Yisrael, if the world at that time, forgets that there's a Rabbi running the world, he needs to wake them up. So he brings a Rav. Now that lasts, the effect of that Rav, Lasts as long as it lasts. What happens when the effect is gone? So Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I'm back where I started. Got to start over. I need a new wake-up call for the world. So there was a Rav in the May of Yitzchak, Kimei Avram Aviv. Just like there was a Rav in his father's days because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was trying to wake up a world, so too there was a famine in his days to wake up the world. And that's the same thing over here, says the Navi, Chazal are telling us that Vayirov Baris was an indication of what was going on here. Things don't just happen. We have to we have to know that if something happens, there's a cause to it, and the cause is a ruchniyastika cause. That's how Kla Yisrael is. Kla Yisrael is always looking for the ruchniyastika cause in everything, because we know that nothing happens on its own. It's here to be ma'iras to do tshuva, and that's why whenever there's, for example, the Gemara Megillah says. Um, how come the generation of Purim was mechuyiv to to a to be destroyed? Chazal are searching for an avera that we did. There has to be an avera. Yes, there has to be an avera. If there was a gzera, there's got to be an avera. Comes to Hanukkah. There's no gemaras anymore for Hanukkah. But the rishonim are looking for it. The rishonim are looking for what avera did they have? Why was the avoid in the base hamigdash bottle? That's how we are. Klai Yisrael understands nothing just happens. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. My rabbi Rabbev the Zechariah Levracha used to say, used to say that. Um, there was, I, I don't remember all the details exactly of the story, but the idea was there was someone who once Nebuch went off the derech. So they asked him afterwards, why'd you go off the derech? So he said, I'll tell you the true, uh, truth. I went to school and I heard that there was this evil guy named Paroi 
and he persecuted the Jews, and he and he tried to kill them. Then there was an evil guy named Haman, and he also tried to kill them. And then there was an evil guy named Antiochus, and he tried to kill them. So this is crazy. Everybody's out to kill the Jews. What do I need to be a part of it for? It's just we're we're always on the losing side of things. And he said what what the guy was missing was that he says this is what he was taught in kindergarten, Taka, that there was this bad Russia who just had it out for the Jews. But that's not the way it goes. The bad Russia only came because there was a chet in Mitzrayim. There was chet in Purim there was a chet in Hanukkah there was a chet there's always a chet that causes it that's, that's our amuna that there's chetayim that cause things at times they're clearer and especially in Eretz Yisrael or at times Klai Yisrael is on high madregas but we Klai Yisrael have to be mindful that everything comes from the Rabbi Shalom L'Tayv and in Lara. And Mamela, there's some see before it. So that is what the the Hakdama here to Megillas Rus is telling us a Yesaida Amuna, Vaihi Bimeshvaida Shaivtim. So therefore Vaihi Vaihi um Ravaretz. Now Now Rabbi Rabbi Yasuf Nechemya Kornitzer is a Khraina Livracha. The Rav of Krakow, Bez Hashem, next Sunday, Bezir is going to be his yard site. So he wants to say an interesting thing. It's a little bit Negea, some of the Psukim that will follow, but it has to do with what we're talking about now. And he says that, um, So he says, The Rav was Ba'aretz. What does it mean, the Rav was Ba'aretz? It means that the Rav, Adarach Jerush, he's talking, but the lesson is a good lesson. The Rav, people were starving for Gashmias things, for Artsias, land things, for Lechem, for Mayim. But they weren't Rav Lishmaya Dvar Hashem. It's a famous Medrash in the beginning here of Rus, that there's ten famines that are going to be in the world throughout history. The Medrash lists them off, and the last famine, the Medrash says, Famous song. This is not a rub for Lechem, it's going to be a rub for Lishmaya Dvar Hashem. So the Rabbi Yisim Nechemi says, but this Rav, this Rav, was a Rav, they were, they were starving for food. But nobody was so starving, like we said, Kla Yisrael was on a very low level in Ruchnius. They weren't uh, so starving. That wasn't so important to them, the Shmaya Dvar Hashem. So he wants to explain, as we'll see in a moment, that Elimelech, Elimelech was, was from the G'dayli Hadar, as we'll see. Elimelech was a tzaddik. He started off. So why did he leave Eretz Yisrael? So as we'll see, because he, he was a very rich fellow and he didn't want to um, give tzedakah so much. So Rabbi Yisim Nechemi says, what do you mean? Like, well, he doesn't want to give tzedakah. What does that mean? So he says, because he didn't want to give from his, from his food, La'am Ha'aretz. The Gemara, it says in Bava Basra, that um, Rabbeinu HaKadosh said, over there the Gemara talks about it was a famine and they came and he asked him do you know how to learn, do you know how to read Chumash do you know this, do you know that and he says I know nothing and ended so Rebbeinu says I gave my, my food to Amaretz Imamish knows nothing so Elimelech had such a shita. So if Kla Yisrael is Amaratzim, Kla Yisrael not in the Madrega, they're not interested in learning not interested in Torah so finished I'm not giving my food to them and finished he left he said, but Bayaz didn't hold like that. Because the Gemara over there says, the Yainasan ben Amram, he said, I'm no worse than an animal. So I don't know Tyra, I don't know anything. Give me food just because so I should exist. 
And says the says Rabbi Yisuf Nechemia, "Vahalaycha kamaisa." We talk a paskin like Yoyinasun ben Amram, who says it makes no difference. You give before you feed you feed any yid in Klai Yisrael. Goyim also mipnei darke shalom. But the halach is you feed any yid in Klai Yisrael. The Chol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelik b'Tayra. Even if they're not starving for Tayra, even if it's a it's not a rav lishmei adar Hashem, even if they're ame aretz, but every person in Klai Yisrael has a chelik, has a chelik in Tayra. We spoke about this on Friday in the Dvar Taira that, that we sent out, that that's the lesson of the Chalbana in the Ketairis, that all of Klai Yisrael, even the Reich Ra, even the one that smells so bad, is also a part of Klai Yisrael, we don't throw them away. So therefore, that was the difference between Elimelech and Boyaz, they were both leaders, as we'll see through, through, through the Megillah. But Elimelech chose the one shita, and that's why he left. Boyaz chose the other shita, and that's why he stayed. Valkain says Rabbi Yisuf Nechemia, that's why Mamidim Ilon Israk Bevesaknesis Beyontiv Shel Shvuas. The old minig was now I have a minig to put flowers in the in shuls, but the old minig was to put Ilon Israk, not non-fruit-bearing trees in the shul. And, uh, and Shavuos, the Mishabur brings down that the Gra was Mavato that minig because once the Gaim started having trees on their holidays, it became Chukas Ha'akum. But it says, Rebbe of Nehemiah, where did the minig come? Why Dafki Ilan Israk? Why non fruit bearing trees? Lechaira, uh, uh, Shavuos is the judgment on Peres Ilan. You should put fruit trees in. Why Ilan Israk? So it says, Rebbe of Nehemiah, it's to teach us, Gam Ilan Israk, Yeshlem Chelek B'Tayra. Because even a person who seems to be like he has nothing, is Amaret. Imamish has nothing. He's like a non fruit bearing tree. Any yid, even if he looks like a Ilan Srak, that's why I wanted to say this word now today, because we started off why we read Rus on Shavuot, says the base of Nechemiel, to teach us you might question, how do we paskin? Do we paskin like Eli Melech? Do we paskin like Rebbe? No, we paskin like Yainis, like um, like Boyaz and like Yainis and Menamram, that every person in Klai Yisrael has a chilek, no matter what his madrege is, no matter what he's trying to do, no matter if he's a rov, Lidvar Hashem, and Ahama Aretz or not, every person has a chilek b'tayra, and that's why we put the Ilan Yisrak, but my point being over here, that this was a time of Ayyirav Ba'aretz. Rabbi Yisuf Nechemia is being medayik, it's a Rav Ba'aretz. But that is indication it was only a Rav Ba'aretz, but Klai Yisrael was not on a very high level in Ruchnis. So what happened? Let's continue the Pasuk. Vayelachish mi Beis Lechem Yehuda. So a man went from Beis Lechem Yehuda, Lagur Bistei Mayav, to go live in the fields of Mayav, Hu Ishtai Imai, him, uh, him and his wife and his um, and his two sons. So now, um, so Rashi says, who was the, doesn't say yet who the Ish was. It's like a very, the, the Pasuk seems a little bit um, um, repetitive or, or Verbose, I guess, is the right word. Vayelech Ish, the man went. We don't know who the man is. And the next person will say, and by the way, the man's name was. Why don't you say who he was? So let's see. So Rashi says, Asher Gadol Haya Uparnes Adar. He was an Ish. 
He was a man. A man is always a chash of a person. So Rashi says he was very wealthy, uparnis hadar, and he was the one who actually provided for the generation. Meaning to say it sounds like before this, he gave out a lot of tzedakah. He helped a lot of people out. So says Rashi, v'yotza merit Yisrael l'chutzlaretz m'pnei tzoros ha'ayin. Because he was stingy. He was stingy, the Aniyim who were coming and, and, and pressuring him to give them food. says Rashi, that's why, as we'll see later, he was punished and he died. So Rashi is telling us that he was very wealthy. On one hand, Rashi is telling us also he was, <coughs> he was the Parnitz Hadar, which sounds like it wasn't like the you know the the holy miser he wasn't the miser of all generations that never gave any food parnas adar sounds like he did provide for the generation but now when there was a famine something something was off elimelech couldn't 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 uh, handle it and he left so chazalte was at sorus ayin it was a stinginess rabrevda in his pirish on on on, on rus has a long arichas on this and his basic idea is that. Um, that there's two ways of giving tzedakah. There's one way of giving tzedakah. There's a famous, um, there's a famous shaila. What is it better to do? Is it better if you have a hundred dollars? Is it better to give a hundred dollars to one ani, or is it better to give one dollar to a hundred aniim? That's a question. It's a philosophical question, and it's also a halachic question. So there's a famous Rambam in Pirkei Avos, Hakol Roiv Hamaisa. The Rambam says everything goes to Roiv Hamaisa. Roiv Hamaisa means many actions. The Rambam says if you're a stingy person and you want to train yourself to be someone who is able to give, so then you have to constantly give. And even if it's small amounts, but the act of giving, a hundred dollars, a hundred single dollars means a hundred times you have to go and give something. You change your nature. That's how a person works on himself. To give a hundred dollars, even the stingiest guy has is able to stick his hand in his pocket and give a hundred dollars once in a while. That a person could do. But to constantly give, even if it's small amounts, that a stingy person can't do, and that's how a person trains himself. That's what the Rambam says. Now that's the, it's it's clear that the Rambam is talking about in Avodas Hamidays. When a person is stingy and he wants to, ch- and that's what Pirkei Avos is about. Pirkei Avos is not halacha safer. It's how a person to train himself in Midas. So the Rambam is saying, if you want to go through a program that teaches you how to change your nature, so you got to go mikatzel akatzel. Always, if you're on one edge, you got to go to the other edge. So says the Rambam, Akalafi Roiv Hamaisa. There's a shaila in halacha. In Hilchas Staka, is that the right thing to do or not? In other words, the Rambam's talking about in Halachas Bein Adam Latzmai when you want to become a Balmidais. But in the world of Hilchas Staka, is the Rambam paskening for that or not? And that happens to be a Machlaikis. That's a Machlaikis Hapaiskim. Some hold, yeah, the Rambam means it Afilul Halacha, and others, I don't remember the names, and maybe the Maral. Others say no. In Hilchas Staka, that makes no sense. One dollar. What's a hundred anim going to do with one dollar? A dollar gets you very little. If you give one ani a hundred dollars, you know what he could do with it? It's mamish mechayim the person. So in Hilchas Staka, you got to get the most for your most bang for your buck. So that avad, you give one person a hundred dollars. The Rambam's talking about the world of avodas hamidus. So it's a machlaikis. So the pais can actually say that if a person is taka working on his midas and he wants to employ the Rambam's the Rambam's uh, 
recipe and the Rambam's program, so what he should do is really he should split his money in half. In other words, let's say $50, if it's $100 is what we're talking about, $50 he should give to one Ani, and the other $50 he should give to 50 Aniyim. So you get both of them, you, you're Mekayim both of them. Or you should make some type of Pshara, something like that. But that is that. Is that. So Rav Revda wanted to Taina, this is his own shot, and he wanted to Taina L'Chaira to steer in Rashi in Chazal. He was the Parnas Hadar, which sounds like he was, doesn't say Parnas Hadar, doesn't, you know, when it says Gadol Hadar, other place says Gadol Hadar. Here, Mamash says Parnas Hadar. Parnas is someone who's Mepharnas others. And then it tells us he's stingy? What's going on? So, the, so he wants to Taina that Elimelech was able to give big sums of money. Throughout his career, that's what he did. He gave big sums of money. But that's not a raya, a person is not stingy. Just because a person gives out big sums of money in one shot is not a raya, he's not stingy. You know how you know that he's not Beteva, a stingy person? Is every single day a hundred aniyam knocking on his door for a dollar for a piece of bread. That's what happened now. Vayhirov Baritz. Rashi says, Here he was in his house, and they were Pasha pressuring him a whole day. Knock, knock, knock after the door, one after the next. And and he didn't have to give a million dollars to each one of them. He wasn't getting his, you know, his name on buildings throughout Yerushalayim by giving the aniyam. That he already done before. He was the Parnas Hadar. But here, to give out over and over and over and over, Hiwataka wasn't misugal to do that. And Chazal say, it's a Rai, he was a Tzoros You could have a person who gives out tons of money, it's not a Rai, he's not stingy. It's not a Rai, then in his Midas, he's not a Tzoros Here, it never came to that Nisayan. Is he, is he coming to the test of being able to constantly give and give and give and stick his hand into his pocket over and over to give? So Chazal tell us that Elimelech was a Tzoros Ayin, but the Aniyim Habayim Ledoichai. He was the Parnas Hadar, but when it came push to shove, if he was Taka a Nadvan or not, the person who was able to give, Chazal tell us that Taka wasn't so simple, it was B'Tzoros Ayin. And Rev Revda used to say, you needed Chazal to tell us this. Because probably if you would ask Elimelech, he would say, you know why I'm leaving? I'll tell you why I'm leaving. Here I am, trying to learn a whole day, we're in a time of famine, we need schusim, we need tefillahs, and here I am trying to daven and learn, and every two minutes, another knock on my door disturbing me. Let me go out to stay, Mayav, there's nobody there, I'll, I'll go there, and I'll be able to learn, Bishalva. I'll be able to daven, Bishalva and Beruchni, my Ruchnius will be stronger, and I'll take my children with me, and, I'll, and they'll be able to learn. You know what schusim will have? That's what he would tell you. But Chazal tell us that deep down, a person never knows 100% where his actions coming from. And Chazal are telling us that he might have had a good cheshben in his mind, but deep down, it was coming from a tzaras Deep down was coming because really he couldn't give. He wasn't misugal to be able to give. That's what this, what this means here, that he was a tzaras ayin, that he was a tzaras ayin um, um, from, from the Aniyim. Now the Ksav Seifer... In the end of Parshas Nasa, he has a few pages on the Ksav Seifer Alatayra. Um, he says, um, "One second. I'm sorry. Let's let's hold off on the Ksav Seifer for a second. So the the Mima says a beautiful word here. The Mima says, "How do we talk and know that? How do we know that that's why he left Beis Lechem Yehuda because he was a Tsar Ayin?" So the um, he brings from the Radal, 
Rav David Luria, who has a pirush on the Medrash Rabbah of Shirashirim, and he writes, the Radal says, because he darshaned it, the Chazal darshaned it from the trup. In other words, Chazal looked at this Pasuk and they said, Vayelechish mi beis. And this man went from his house, from a house. You know where, why he went? Because Lechem Yehuda. Because he didn't want to give from his house. Oh, I'm sorry, they went, I'm sorry, a little bit different. Vayelechish, a man went. You know why? Mi beis. Because he didn't want to give from his house. Lechem Yehuda. Bread to Yehuda. Now as we read the Pasuk, he went from base Lechem Yehuda. But the Chazal says the Radal, they understood the Pasuk to mean Vayelachish, and he went. Why? Mibeis, he didn't want to give from his house Lechem Yehuda, bread to Klai Yisrael to Yehuda. So says the, that's the Radal. Says the Teret Mima, it's the Zariah from the Trap like this. Because the Chaira, if you look at the Trap, Vayelachish is a Kadma Vazla. Vayelachish, right? Now, if it would be that base Lechem Yehuda was just the place, so the base Lechem Yehuda should be connected. But that's not what happens. Mi base is a Darga, so it's Mi base, and then Lechem Yehuda is a Munach Ravi. Lechem and Yehuda go together. The Chaira, base Lechem is a place in the land of Yehuda. So the Trup should have been Vayelachish, Mi base Lechem, Yehuda, from base Lechem, which is a place in Yehuda. Why does it say Mi base, pause? Lechem Yehuda. So says the Torah that is a riot to Chazal's drasha, that the reason that he left was Mibes. He didn't want to give from his house. What didn't he want to give? Lechem Yehuda, bread to Klai Yisrael, to Yehuda. So that says the Radal is where Chazal saw it. And the Torah Tamimah says, Gishmak how you could see it in the trap. So let's just try to finish off this Pasuk here. Logor bistei Mayav. He went to live in the fields of Mayav. Hu Him and his wife and his two sons. So the Malbim says over here, the Malbim says that it doesn't say that he went there permanently. Right? Logor bistei Mayav. Right? We said, we said in the Haggadah, Malamid shalayara Yaakov Avinu lishtake Hashem. Elalogor sham. Yaakov Avinu didn't go down to Mitzrayim to stay there forever. Logger, he just went for a small time, right? And then we bring a Braya that Kain Mira, right? Logger Baritz Banu, that he said to Pari, we just came here, Logger. It's the same Lashon here. So he says he only went there, Logger Bistei Mayav, Ad Yavar Zam, until the anger, till the Tsar is over. Now, not only that, it says he went to live in the Stay Mayav, the fields of Mayav. Says the Malbim, He didn't go to live in the big cities, um, or a walled city, Rak who lives in a field. You don't go live in a field for a very short amount of time. It's not a permanent residence in a field. So, says the, says the, um, says the, says the Malbim, that's a Raya, Elimelech wasn't running away for good, it was a short time that he wanted to go for, that he should logor number one, and also be Mayev. Now the Medrash actually says, and there's all Shaila, how to be Gairus in the Medrash, but the Medrash says that, um, first he went to, um, um, First he went to the bigger cities, and there was uh, it was full of Gezel and Arayas. 
So he left there, then he went to the villages, and there there wasn't enough water, and all different things. The Medrash is going back and forth, there's a lot of Shilas in the Girsais over there, but the basic idea from the Mefarshim and the Radal changes the Girsa is that he moved around a little bit, because again, Mayav, the Gra says, is the Aviyavayis Hatoma. Mayav is the worst spiritual place in the world. Okay, it was right next to Eretz Yisrael. It was the closest place for him to go. But the fact that he went there was a big irida. So the Pasuk is telling us that you, this wasn't Stam a person, and the Malach was a chash of a person. And even though he had to go to Mayav, in his opinion, he left, he still wasn't just Stam going there to settle. He had to find, even in a Ruchnius way, the best place for him to be. So he was Logur Bistei Mayav. And like the, like the, um, like the Malbim Izbi Medaik, it was Besad, it wasn't in the big cities. Now, the Malbim continues and says that even though this was an eighth Sarah for Klai Yisrael, um, only one person left Eretz Yisrael, and that was Elimelech. All the rest of the rich people, they did not leave. And even the Bnei Beisah shall have Elimelech, and even the, his wife and his children, Lo Yatsu they really didn't want to leave Eretz Yisrael, Kilei Ratsu Lazev Eretz Chemda. Rakhu the Ishtayushnevanov. He was the Iker, and he was the one, so to speak, who forced them to come with him. So it was Vayelech Ish, who him, the Ishtayushnevanov, and his wife and his two children and his two children, his two sons, they Pashid had to come along with him. It wasn't something they wanted to do. It was who he was the only one, the only rich person in Kla Yisrael who did such a thing. And um and the, his family didn't seem that they wanted to uh, to come along to come along with him. Now here's where the Ksav Seifer says that um, it's, he says, why does it say who v'ishtei shneivanov? It should say vayelach ish v'ishtei u'shneivanov. So he says that because there were a couple of averis that went on over here, he says Chazal tell us he shouldn't have left Eretz Yisrael. He says right. You're not supposed to leave Eretz HaKadosh to go to the Eretz HaToma. He says, <coughs> if a person is assured that wherever he's going to go, the Eretz HaTmeya, that he won't become, he won't learn from their actions, and he won't become Mikulkul, so the Aveira of leaving Eretz Yisrael is not so big. Okay, you're not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael, but at least you're not going to get ruined in Chutzla Eretz. But first of all, who's able to believe, have such faith in themselves that they're not going to have Ashba from, from, from Mayav? Okay, if you, let's say you have a Muna that you yourself, what about your wife? They're much easier that they're persuaded and swayed after what's going on around them. And what about your children? They're going to grow up with Gaisha children. So therefore he says, Vayelachish mi beis lechem Yehuda logger. What's the lashon of the pasuk? Vayelachish mi beis lechem Yehuda logger b'stei mayav. First he left. That in itself was one avera. Then there was a second avera. Who v'ishtei shneivanov? Him and his wife and his two children. Because even if he was batuach, but he should have been chayshish that his wife and children might not be batuach and learn from their bad ways. So that's why there's a split in the pasuk here. Vayelachish mi basalachem Yehuda. That's the avera of leaving Eretz Yisrael. And then there's who v'ishtei shneivanov is another avera that he shouldn't have taken them out. Which again plays in together with the Malbim is saying that really they didn't want to come along perhaps, but he was schlepping them along. Perhaps they felt, or his wife perhaps felt that it's not a good place for her and the children, but he schlepped them 
um, he schlepped them along. Um, just to end off over here, this pasuk, um, the the um, the Rabbi Yisuf Nehemiah learns a little bit lishvach here, and he says like this. He says that what, but the beginning when they left, so it was taka chet, and it looked like a pretty bad chet. So because of that, the pasuk didn't say their names. You're going to say the names of people who were Yehuda. But then when the Pasuk said Logur like we said from the Malbim and from the Medrash, that Elimelech went and he was trying to find a place. Number one, he didn't go to the capital city, he says, because he didn't want his children to learn from their bad ways. And like we said from the Medrash, he didn't go to the big city, it was full of Gezel and, and Arayas. And he found, he went to the Stay Mayav. So to the best of his ability, he was trying to protect his children. So because at least, at least, that he was trying his best, even though it was a chet for leaving. So in the next Pasuk it says, V'shem Oishali Melech. That's why in the next Pasuk we list his name. Because after we show that once he got to, once he got to, um, once he got to, um, to, to Mayav, he was careful to the best of his ability to protect his wife and his children from the bad hashpa. So now we could say, now we could say his name. And the last thing to say over here is Revda says that um, you see, and as we'll see this, that it's very easy to leave Kedusha and it's much harder to come back. Chazal tell us, Divrei Taira are like glass kalim. They're very easy. You drop it, it smashes. Much harder to put back together. And that's why a person has to be extra careful to not lose his Kedusha. Because once Chas V'Shalmi loses it, of course he can get it back. But it's a much harder work. And he shows, he says, in one Pasuk here, Elimelech left and he was in Stay Mayav. It took very short time. In one Pasuk, he was out of Eretz Yisrael, he was in Stay Mayav. As we'll see later, once Nami and Rus and, uh, decide to leave Eretz Mayav and come back to Eretz Yisrael, it like schleps. It schleps, Pasuk after Pasuk. And they left to go, and they came, and they kept on going. And it's like schleps and schleps and schleps, Pasuk after Pasuk. I mean, how long does it take? Just get up and go. And the answer is, it's not so simple. On the way out, it's a very, it's a very quick decline. On the way back, it's a, it's a much harder climb back up. And that's the lesson, another lesson over here from the first Pasuk, that make that first step out, it's a very quick decline. You can get back in, but it's a much harder thing. So that is here. We learned one pasuk today. Bez Hashem. Hopefully, we learned some uh, some 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 uh, lessons in Ruchnius that are nagea to our current situation in Amuna and our current situation in Ruchnius. And Bez Hashem, we should take these lessons to heart. And Bez Hashem, we will continue with this next week. Have a wonderful day, everyone.